0: Good morning. Welcome to our morning devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination, on this Wednesday morning. We left off talking about the book of Ecclesiastics, chapter 3, verse 1. We have been mentioning that when one walks and lives in the Spirit, there is a timing that God has for every purpose <clears throat> and for everything that we do. According to Ecclesiastics, it says, To everything there is a season, which is a very different word, and a time. So it's not the same thing. To every purpose under heaven. So for everything in our lives, there is a season. When we think of seasons, we think of winter, spring, summer, fall. Those are seasons. When we think of time, I've got to get up at a certain time. you got to go to work. Uh, Monday through Friday, from 8 in the morning till 5 in the afternoon. We have a time there, a time span. The time is happening during a specific season. God has seasons for our lives, and we have got to understand that if we are off on our timing in those seasons, then we will miss out on the things that God has purposed for us. So, if we continue this thought Let's take uh, the book of Ruth and let's take Ruth and Naomi for those of you that have read it before in chapter 1 and chapter 2. How her husband and two sons went up to Moab during a time of famine that was taking place there in Bethlehem of Judah, where they were at. And they spent about 10 years up there. During that time, the husband dies, so the both sons die, and only the daughter in laws are left. Now, what we have to understand from this story is. If they had not if they had not gone up there, then the examples and the shadows and the types that are found in the scripture and the life of Ruth being of the lineage through which Jesus himself would come and be born would have been missed had they not gone, but by having gone even though it cost them the life of the husband and the life of the two sons. Ruth wound up finding something in Naomi that was worth following, and she followed and Of course, God's timing was so perfect that it was during the harvest season, and Boaz was uh the owner of the field where Ruth was actually gleaming of the harvest that was being left uh for the poor, and eventually she winds up being married to Boaz, and from there, of course you know we have. Obadab, and we have uh, 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 Jesse and David, and of course, you know, the promise and covenant that God made with him. So it's interesting that even in a story like that, that we can find that God's timing is of essence for everything, for every purpose, and for everything that we do. Now, let's talk a little bit more about the importance of how the Holy Spirit, in our lives, will move us into certain seasons and certain times for certain things. And at other times, there's set seasons that God has predestinated and predetermined that will affect both the world and nations and individuals, the church or the nation of Israel as a whole. So here's an example. If we look at the book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse 25, the scripture says, Speaking of Daniel, he said, uh, uh, speaking, Daniel speaking of, uh, uh, of 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 what the scripture says. And he spoke great words against the Most High. It's talking about the, the, the Antichrist at this point. And he shall wear out the, si- the saints of the Most High and think to change the times, which is actually the word seasons, and laws. And they shall be given into his hands until a time and times and the dividing of time. So here we have an example of when the Antichrist appears on the scene where he will try to change certain seasons. What those seasons are, we're not told, but he is going to try to change. It's not talking about winter, spring, summer, fall, but it's talking about seasons in God's calendar, seasons in God's time. And then that also included laws. And it's important for us to understand that in things like this, God is still in his sovereign control of things, but man still has his sovereign will to choose to either follow or reject, to obey or to disobey, to either submit or rebel against God and his word and his spirit, and even the very things that he has prepared for the redemption and the life of man. We find another example in the book of Amos chapter 9, verse 13. And this one is interesting because it really is talking about there is such an abundance and overflow of the harvest that normally one season goes into another and actually winds up even going into another season. So that what normally would have just been a spring or a winter or a summer or fall, we find here that God has a tendency of that he can do things in such a way, in such a nature, in the life of an individual, in his home, in his, in his job, and and things like that, that a, a season can be extended or a season can be shortened. It says in Amos 9, 13, Behold, the days come, says the Lord, that the plowman will overtake the reaper. Now, wait a minute. The plowman is the one that's breaking up the ground to get it ready for planting. And he's going to overtake the, the the people that are harvesting. And the one that's thre- uh, treading the grapes, the one that is actually converted into either grape juice or wine, uh, is going to overtake him that soweth the seed. So here you have the harvest still being dealt with, and already the seed is being sown. And these are things that really one must consider, especially when they deal with our individual lives. Sometimes in a single church, certain individuals may be entering into a season of testing or trying, while others are coming out already victorious, and others may be coming out defeated. So during a certain period of time, you may have certain seasons taking place in lives of individuals, and yet certain things that are happening to one, and everybody may be thinking, well, why is he going through this, and why are they going through that, if we're all in the same church? Because we go through seasons, and then churches as a whole can go through seasons, We can have national revival at a certain time, and then once that season is over, it seems to dwindle out and the harvest is over. There's been so many times of revival in our nation and other nations, and it continues up until man literally quenches it. But let's continue for another thought. In the book of Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, it says, but when the fullness of of the time, that's the season, was come. God sent forth His Son made of a woman, made under the law. So there was a season... It couldn't just be at any time that Jesus could be born, but in the time that he was born, the languages that were there, the control of the Roman Empire, the roads that had been built, made it so much easier and better for the gospel to be able to spread throughout the known world of that time. Another example, Romans chapter 11, verse 25. For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery. He calls it a mystery, lest you should <clears throat> lest you should be wise in your own conceit. That the blindness in part is happened to Israel. In other words, they have rejected Jesus until the fullness of the Gentiles is come in. So we have the fullness of time, the season in which Jesus we would be born, and then the time of the Gentiles, roughly a two thousand year period or plus before the nation of Israel, winds up right back in prophecy, and the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. In the book of Ephesians, it actually calls it a dispensation. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 10, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. And of course, speaking of the body of Christ and speaking both of the Gentiles and of the Jews, Jesus was asked this question in the book of Acts in chapter one, verse six. And they, and when they therefore were come together, they asked him saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And Jesus answers in verse number seven and says, and he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in His own authority. In other words, the secret things of God belong unto God, and the things that are revealed belong unto us and to our children, according to the book of Deuteronomy. So there are things that God keeps secret that He there's no need for anybody to know, and there are things that He will reveal that are necessary and part of our lives as Christian believers, to walk in those things. Consider what we have said. We'll have more to say in the following days to come as we continue with our golden nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.